Welcome to another episode of Surviving LA. My name is Juan Martinez. I am joined by Vero. Hello. And Jimmy Guevara. Hello, everyone. And today's topic is a, a little heavy one. Homelessness. It's something that we've all experienced. Uh, new people that have, uh, have come here, they've noticed how many uh, homeless people we have. They're pretty surprised by seeing so many homeless people all around the city. Um, before we start, we do have a couple of stats for you that we got from the internet, and then we will just talk about our own experiences regarding the displacement of people here in Los Angeles. With that being said, um, I'm, I guess I'll, I'll break it down just statewide and then um, what, it, what it looks like in a sense. So statewide, we have 129,972 people homeless on any given night, so pretty much 33 homeless per 10,000 people in the general population. Now, in Los Angeles, it's actually a lot, a, a bigger population. In Los Angeles, it's 50, 54.3 per 10,000 people. This is Los Angeles County, yeah, right? Yeah, this is Los Angeles okay. County only. And then um, per, per 10,000. And and then now, and that's this. And the sources that I'm getting this from is from the National Alliance to End Homelessness. And and so with that, and also we have, we have a, a couple of more polls. Like the Los Angeles Times took a poll and an article from November 14th states that 95% of Los Angelinos voters believe that homeless is the biggest concern for Los Angeles. 88% said traffic congestion. 85 said was housing affordability. 49% said it was due to affordable housing was. Well, 26 said it was due to poor life choices. So there's kind of like a big difference on how what people think the reason why we have homelessness. Um, better? Other facts about the 2019 homeless population in L.A. County is that 9% are under age 18. 31% are females. 15% are in the family units, often headed by single mothers. 60% are physically disabled. 28% are chronically homeless. 50% of homeless population have substance abuse disorders. 25% of homeless population suffers from serious mental illness. And 7% of homeless population were victims of domestic inmate partner violence. Um, I did get a, get these facts from uh, Los Angeles Almanac website. So go ahead and feel free to check it out and get more information. The percentage is pretty shocking to me. And well, like, we're just with all those numbers. I know that... We've always dealt with, we've always seen, when he said, like, we've all dealt with homelessness, I felt like what Juan was trying to really kind of come down to was saying that well, it's more like we've we, we seen it. With the, you can't go nowhere in Los Angeles where you cannot, like, you, you don't encounter it. There's it's, definitely been a rise in homelessness around Los Angeles the last couple of years. And even tent, you see tent cities everywhere. Like, you see them under the bridges, you see them, like... You know, next to like businesses, and a lot of times, and then if you go down anywhere in downtown LA, you'll you'll run into it at any given point at night. Um, since a lot, since I've, since what I noticed with a lot of the homeless population, that I, like during the day, they're a little bit more mobile. But I'm noticing nowadays is more like they're just becoming just they're not moving even even during the day. Yeah, you see, like you said, ten cities. That's the biggest uh, difference that we've seen the last couple of years before you only saw that in downtown LA in Skid Row mm -hmm. where you just see rows and rows of tents but now it seems like pretty they're pretty everywhere. much everywhere and every any given block maybe every every other fourth block you see a couple of more than two to three tents set up at once so yeah that's pretty shocking 
And even now, it's, I think it's like I'm looking at it now, and I'm and even now, like it's, it, I always wonder, like, what is it? Like when I said, like, you know, what the LA Times said, like 49% said it was due to affordable housing, while the other 26% it was like due to poor life choices, which I always wonder, like, these, this is the perception that people in Los Angeles are assuming why we have homeless Well, that's always been a stigma with homeless people. Everybody, well, I think that it's become a little bit clearer that it's it could be a number of factors that happens for, for that to happen to you. Uh, but that's a long-term stigma that homeless people have to go through. Everybody just thinks they have poor life choices or drug abuse or because they choose to be homeless and they just want government help. But they also have to consider, too, that part, probably some of them do have mental illness. Oh, and they oh don't no, yeah, that, that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much started in the 70s when they shut down all mm-hmm. the... Uh, uh, mental facilities around the city mm-hmm. so yeah most most go. of them are, do need the help but we just don't we don't know how to help and, and I feel like a lot of the obstacles that many like a homeless um, population go through is that they, they get criminalized you know like a lot of times when they when, when they go through um, when they get like get picked up and they go to the like you know let's say they get caught you know urinating on the street or they get like they get citation for whatever reason and they go through the like you know our county system of now it makes it even it adds a, another barrier to for them not to be able to um, get housed, not housing, not only housing, but job, a uh, job security, you know. And then we have also we gotta also understand that there's a culture around homelessness, and that's something that I feel like a lot of people are not addressing because think about it, like you're homeless, yes, I understand that, but then it, it becomes this thing where like culturally wise. If we, let's say I was to house an individual, and this is and this is me just working from like in, uh, working um, individually with with homeless veterans and everything, you take away their social network because they 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 have to learn to thrive in that with with those people that helped each other out in the streets. So imagine what that looks like. All of a sudden, we take that that network, that social support. That helped them survive. And even then, I think it adds another layer of... Well, it's the whole adaptation period. It's Mm -hmm. like part of it is just uh, giving them food and shelter, but then the other half is mental stability. It's It's like restarting again. You have to find out how to restart again, and that's probably the hardest part. You know, aside from monetary, like trying to help them, I know there's a couple of measures out there, like Measure H Mm -hmm. and Measure Triple H that the city passed to help them, which is it's good. You know, it's gonna cost something to help these people out, but yeah, the biggest hurdle has to be uh, the mental health and mental stability, and just you know, adapting again to quote unquote normal society, and then be a productive member of society. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> and and even then, and then we also gotta. I feel like we need to address a few other things. I think um, I know Vero brought up a couple of stats about you know the teenagers and everything. And I think and that's a hard one. Imagine you're that young. Well, especially a lot of transient people, a lot of people that that come from other cities mm-hmm. that don't know anybody here, don't have a dime to their name. It, it's hard to um, even get a leg up in the city. Yeah. Yeah. And we and we lived in the city, and we know it's it, we're, we're we're just like <laughs> struggling, <laughs> barely making it. Let alone everyone else is going through it, you know. And then this interesting population called like you know emerging adults, which are between teenagers and mid twenties, and this is a period that's like detrimental for all adults. These years is when uh, a teenager is finding their identity, which is which can cause anxiety and stress for many that are in transition to adulthood. Now, things to consider. You know, when you're when you're transitioning into being a, from a teenage to adult, 
One is marriage. I'm not saying that everyone gets married. I'm just saying it's something that... Well, it's yeah. something that just crosses your yeah. mind. Once. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the other one, kids, career. You're gaining your independence. You know, what kind of family support do you have or do you have any at all? And then you got to think about um, nutrition, you know? What are the things that kind of like you need to be able to keep yourself healthy and survive? And and these are things that we all deal with as just kind of like going from being a teenager to being this independent adult now, you know? And now I think about the people that are coming in from other countries, like other countries, but yeah, other countries and other states, they're coming in thinking like, oh, LA is the dream where you make things happen, where... And then a lot of times I find a lot of people that, are, that have been homeless, they're not even from Los Angeles. Oh, of course, it must be shocking when people come here and they, you know, especially when they think about Hollywood. Yeah. And then they actually visit. And it's nothing like oh, they see not in movies. even close. <laughs> Pretty sure people that it just shatters all the expectations. But then even downtown Los Angeles, because a lot of <clears throat> metropolitan cities have a better thriving downtown than we have here. Mm-hmm. I mean, our downtown has just gotten better the last 15 years. But that's when I say better, it's just less homeless people around just because it's um you know a lot of people are scared to go to downtown now because they're scared of homeless people which i think it's kind of dumb i I don't think they're really that dangerous but it's that perception yeah and even and now with that being said i'm all like let's now let's think about the uh, there's a term i want that has been used around like in, in at least in my in the social social services call away throw away young people kind of like these are the when they say throw away your pig, it's a term used for parents that kick out their kids and have no choice but to to leave the home. Now you know what. And I'm sure those people are not even in the statistic, right? Correct. Now imagine those. You know, those are the those are the ones that get trafficked. Those are the ones that get like you know that 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 find a way to kind of survive and they have to find other skills to kind of survive in the streets. You know, and a lot of times they're like, you know, do do I, what do I have to do to survive? Do I have to sell my body? Do I have to find another, like, try to rob something? Or, like, you know, our barter system, too. Sell drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sell drugs. Norms, yeah. yeah. So think about all those things. Or like, what, how are these, like, you know, how... And a lot of times, there's another thing. That, like, we our, our system's not set up to hold a lot of 18-year-olds, you know, past, like, at past 18, when they aged out, even, like, even the um, transitional age youth, like, after, you know, a certain time, even, like, right now, they're still trying to change that. Where they're trying to make it a little older to like at least twenty one or so. Now, again, at the moment I don't have the exact number, but um, they're trying to hold them a little longer so they're able to kind of give them the skills to survive and in, in, in just in Los Angeles alone, let let alone anywhere else. And the problem also is if if you're not in the social servicing field, when you see a young person that's not thriving or doing their part, you tend to demonize them instead of helping them. So the number one thing everybody tells these people is like, get a job then. Get yeah. a job. Get out there. Work. Like, you're young enough. You should be able to get a job. You yeah. Know? After, yeah. I which, heard that so much. And I'm just like, dude. You, uh, who you knows what that teen is going through? Yeah. It's, it's a lot when you're young. And then you got to understand, like, what are they running away from sometimes? Like, you know, like a lot of these homes, like, everyone's all like, oh. Or like how you said it before, they get kicked out by their parents. Like their parents weren't good role models. So that's obviously going to... It's going to affect them in a negative way. So. Yeah, so that that's the main that I think that's one of the biggest things that kind of just I feel like not, we're not addressing that you know where a lot of these parents are gonna be like you know what or again you like I said they're not good role model or again maybe they're coming from a 
a home that's very abusive and they need to get away from that, you know, and that's their way of just like, you know, protecting themselves. You know, I'm going to run away. I'm going to figure this. I'm going to have to figure something out. And again, they're like, what kind of homes are they coming from that, that they're broken, you know, that they, they can't. They're already if they're they're leaving from a domestic violence like home. That means they're not built. They don't have the skills. They they haven't been taught the proper skills to socialize in, in this world. You know. But aside from that too, we have to consider that uh, the cost of living now. Ooh. Ooh. It's just gone so expensive. So these kids are out there, with no job, no nothing, and as soon as maybe they do have find a job eventually, and they see how much rent just for a single is, it's like. Might as well just live on the street and earn, save yourself thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, that, you know, it's just yeah. it's gone so expensive. Like, if I didn't have a kid, I'd be probably in the street. <laughs> it, it is, exp- but, you know, mo- most young people do have to roommate, and exactly. and throughout their early teens, late teens, even mid thirties, you you just have to do it, just because, like you said, it's so expensive here. We we have a bunch of mixed user buildings going up, these giant buildings, but. It's so expensive to yeah. even afford one of those. So, yeah, that has a lot to do with it. That causes a lot of displacement here in Los Angeles. And just looking at a couple of the websites, you know, you, you look down and like like the average rent is up to 2530 a month, you know. And that's that's just counting And that's all pretty much the, everywhere, yeah. though. Because yeah. LA, mm-hmm. like if you don't live here, Los Angeles County is huge. We do, we do have a lot of... I don't even you know you could call them suburbs, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure even the rent is not cheap in the Orange County oh, or no, you know, San Bernardino County. No, it's and, gone yeah. up everywhere. I mean, compared to when I had a studio, when I moved out for the first time and I had my own apartment, it was a little studio. It was five fifty. I used to pay five fifty for the little studio, and it was like a New York style thing. Seriously, literally just my bed, my. TV thing stand and that was it. That's all I could have in there because it was that small. That was five fifty and during that time, you do not and you will not find anything that price. Well, not even nowadays. remotely close. Not At not all. even like nope. five fifty. Meaning that's that's probably how much you pay for your bathroom now. You know? <laughs> yes. Now, 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 now let's compare by city. You know, we I always like comparing it to cities because we're like because it's, it's huge here. It's yeah, huge. So. Yeah. So like let's say like Los Angeles is at two thousand five hundred thirty. And that's just for your average, you know, like just a regular, no bedroom, just regular, like, you know, single. Bachelor studio. Yeah, yeah studio, you know. Now, San Francisco, 3733 That's the average rent in San Francisco. Oakland, 2960 That's another city, though. I recently went to San Francisco last year, I think, and it's a, it's a dirty city, too. I mean. Yeah. And then even uh, as you go down the list, is it like, you know, Santa Barbara's at 2,151, you know, Arroyo Grande, 1,225. Again, and then San Luis Obispo, this one caught me by surprise, was 2,177, which okay. I was like, yeah, I never thought it would be oh. that high. And it caught me off guard. I'm all like, but these, again, these are like very, like, just right outside of LA or or neighboring like cities like, in LA. San Luis Obispo is growing too, just like Paso yeah. Robles and, and, you know, places like that where the population is very small. But now it's like expanding, so obviously they they raise up everything. So even then, though, like just considering that, you know, imagine now, imagine someone that again going through the system. Let's say they get in trouble, and then like imagine trying to pay that rent by yourself with just just saying it right now, mental disability, you know, and I, and I and I not even I don't want to even say disability because it's, it's sometimes it, it just just puts such a stigma behind it. Let's call it like mental challenges because that's what it is at times. It's just a challenge, and a lot of times we, 
we have we have ways of working through it. But at the same time, what resources can we provide to that, you know, to that extent? And then at the same time, I know right now one of the biggest things, at least within the veteran community, because I know that was a big one that they always try to bring up, is that we have a lot of homeless veterans. So what they try to do, the VA try to do this thing called like housing first. So we want to house them first and then get them help and services after. But one thing I saw, which I always critique the VA for this, that that was their it was their band-aid to this, the the homeless solution you know it was like oh so wait. when you say a band-aid that means they didn't have like a step two no yeah it thing? was yeah it was not even just, or let alone a step three like nothing uh, it was more just like okay let's just get them housed first hopefully this will mitigate a lot of the situation and um at the end of the day they're like well where are the services well we'll provide them if if they come to us. Like, well, a lot of places are like that because mm-hmm. I know I live near a Covenant house. Well, I'm not sure if it's a Covenant house anymore, mm-hmm. but it, it feels like it's it's the same thing where they just have, you know, uh, young people that are displaced living there. And then what do you do after? And yeah. I feel it's that what do you do after that they struggle with? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it is a struggle, especially when you're dealing with someone younger because they're going to be a little bit more stubborn. Yeah. But I feel like. It, it never feels like someone there is getting any better. Yeah, and and I agree. And then and then even now, like one. And then here's the other thing: what what defines what homelessness is, right? So I was looking that up too, and the U.S. Department of Housing Living and Urban, yeah, like what the def, definition of what homelessness is, right? So the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development defines homelessness as those staying in emergency transitional housing with ongoing residential instability and fleeing certain contexts of danger, such as domestic violence or stalking. Kind of what we talked about, you know? That's what's considered. What was, okay, but yeah, before but, you go down, what was that statistic? Who had that one? Were saying how many people were living in a shelter? I think that was... Was that you? Well, you could look it up while um, okay, so, Jimmy brings this so up. So what I was going to try to say as well is that... Because um, you're bringing up a good point. Mm-hmm. And because... they. Uh, they don't consider, which is another term that they use a lot, couch surfing as being homeless. Like if your homie's staying with you or what? Yeah. Like if you stay, let's say like all of a sudden I'm all like, I get kicked out of my apartment, right? And I, and I hit up Juan like, hey, yo, I'm going to, can I stay at your, in, in, in. I'm sh- obviously they're not going to, they're not going to consider that. I mean, how are they going to get to you first? But yes, that is a uh, version of homelessness mm-hmm. just because you're, you're in, in between. And you're unstable. It's yeah. an unstable housing because you, it's only, it's not permanent housing. It's they, technically, it's just you know, a temporary uh, solution to a bigger problem. Obviously, I got kicked out. Second of all, I'm like, I could barely afford rent. And then let's say I was living in a rent control area. Now, all of a sudden, I, I don't live in that place no more. How am I going to afford somewhere else, let alone? You know? Yeah. And how long am I going to stay at your couch before you say, hey, bro, you got to go? Yeah. That's a big one. Do you have that? Or? Yeah. So from uh, this year, 2019, in the city of, of L.A., it's uh, 36,600 homeless, mm-hmm. per se. Unsheltered, unsheltered it's 20,000. So, yes, 27,221. And sheltered is 9,079. That's, 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 that's a big amount. I didn't know so many people were unsheltered. That's, that's a given night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's just alone. That, I feel like that's, that's a big number. Yeah, so that, and going back to your point, that is a good point because, I mean, that's pretty much what a lot of people do that come from other states or other countries mm-hmm. is couch surfing. Yeah. It's like you, yeah, if you know, it, especially if you do know someone here, you stay with them for as long as you can. But 
with yeah. the intention that hopefully they think that you're going to get on your feet at some point. It yeah. only lasts so long. Yeah. And I feel like there's like a couple of other domains to consider. Like you, you got to also like identification of like with the home, like let's say you're already homeless, right? And how do we get, how do we get them to like, you know, move, move over to transitional housing or to some stable housing? Let's say they do have um, some form of, um, you know, uh, whatever reason they might have a gripe for society. One of, I think one of the key domains here is institutional, so like societal disaffiliation. In other words, they don't, they don't feel like they're associated with the, the, what the modern world is, looks like, you know, they're like. Yeah, with the norm. Yeah, with the norm. I don't, I don't believe that, you know, what we're, we're, the direction that we're going and they, they believe in that, and they believe in the fact that homelessness is going to like, you know, this is, this is something that they choose and, and that's a, that's a key term right there because there are some people that just want to like, I don't want to deal with the institution of what, what what's going on here. I don't want to, I don't want to do none of them. And then also we got also another another key one is like uh, identification with homeless lifestyle. So how do how do like they might say you know what this is this is something um, identification with the homeless lifestyle suggests that like to to survive on the streets individuals must assimilate to the culture of the streets uh, acculturation to the streets. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's almost like you're you're living within your own. Uh, mm-hmm. Environment, correct. Like you, you have to learn how to adapt, and then once you adapt, you're like, "Well, I already know how to live in the streets, yeah. so why do I want to?" It's like I don't have to pay for rent, I don't have to pay for a car, mm-hmm. I don't, you know. You start making up ex- excuses. Yeah, and a, and another one is like that includes even criminal behavior. You know, pro- progresses with the length of exposure to homelessness and also with homeless peers. You know, yeah, because you, you have to justify your actions. And somehow. then, of course, and I think a big one you mentioned one of the, the one of the big like uh, domains was psychological dysfunction, mental health, and substance related problems with disproportionate high among homeless emerging adults. Not only living on the street is an extraordinary stress, and many many homeless young adults find themselves lacking adequate emotional support as they attempt to cope with life on the streets and barriers. You know. So I think that's a big one, you know. I think like, and we always address that. We always hear it. Mental health is a big one for homelessness, and it's, uh, we already talked another one: the uh, instability when it comes to uh, what do you call it, um, uh, housing and everything. So there's so much like different barriers that 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 kind of. And again, it's a culture too. Being homeless is a culture, and I think that no, I don't feel like a lot of like our our leadership is actually addressing that part, you know? But, you know, I think that's a big part of it. I just don't, I think it's just a daunting task. Like, what, what do you do? I know we have these measures to start helping them out. Mm-hmm. I know I think we have a program called From a Bridge to Home, supposed to kind of help you mm-hmm. get back on your feet. Um, but it's just really hard. There's all these resources, but how can you help someone that doesn't want to be helped? <coughs> That's part it, of it. It has it. to and start also, from them as well, you know. <clears throat> and like you said earlier, yeah. they're just already adapted to their lifestyle that they're just comfortable. And they don't want to do the effort to get out anymore. Yeah. And to that point, too, it's not it's the amount of homeless people that we have. That's the problem. Like, how do you help yeah, people I mean, in the hundred thousands? Yeah. And then we're not we're not talking about 250 homeless people that you could just grab half of them and be like, OK, let's help you first. What have we done aside from all this? Sorry. What have we each done individually to like help or provide or, you know, to homeless people? I haven't really volunteered much. I've donated in the past. Mm-hmm. I've donated mm-hmm. just money to causes, but volunteer, I mean, it's something that I probably did when I was in my early 20s, but I haven't done it in like 15 years. 
and even then though, like I worked in that 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 community for such a long time. You know, I was I was trying to house as many like you know homeless veterans with like different organizations, and even then it was it, it was a difficult task. But it wasn't the task of like, do you know what the difficult task was? It was and one of the things I keep hearing constantly that a lot of the like you know landlords, those that are like that housing property managers and everything don't want to work with like individuals that have been homeless because either one they they have bad they have bad credit or you know oh yeah it was because well, it's their business too yeah. so and also like, well, going back know? is like they don't want to hire ex-cons and things yeah. like that it's it's a it's a the stigma risk. yeah so and then even then though like i i even try to ask them a lot of times like i remember talking to these landlords like and I understood that part. I understood the fact that, like, yeah, I get it. You're you are in a business, but at the same time, though, like, I also am trying to house, you know, somebody <laughs> that that gave so much for this country too. And how do you and how do you turn your back on that? And I've seen it so many times. Well, they they sound like they're a risk, or again, with a lot of stigmas, are like, are right, do they have any? Are they stable? It's, do they it's have a liability? Yeah. And if if they fail to kind of complete that. Are you going to be? And that's the thing that, like, my, the program that I was working with was able to provide stable financial um, stability when it came to the, the rent. But even with money on hand, even with vouchers on hand that said we will be able to pay for six months to a year, they still did not want to take that in, knowing that that money was going to be there like the whole well, time. Well, I mean, if you're talking like as a business person, then again. You may have the financial means, you may have the money, but what guarantees you that they'll be having a sober living? But this is this know? is going back to the question you just asked me: is like, what have I done to help out the community? That's what that business could do to help but out that community. They don't see it that way. Though. Well, the, they see it like more of a risk. But I think that's part of that's a secondary part of the homeless issue here in Los Angeles is the way. The attitudes that people have towards the and homeless. it's very unfortunately because then that's why we have what we have. Correct. So there's one point is the displaced person asking for help, but then you have the the other side where we have to do our part to actually help them because most people don't even see them as people; they see them as roaches. Yeah, but that's or, a, that's the biggest or, one I or got. Like like a number like how he was saying uh we are going to pay you just give this person housing but no but you, your mind runs through a thousand scenarios instead of saying okay i could let let go of what, this one property to this one person and we'll see if we could help them and i think the key the key word on his end on jimbo's end would be you know he's he was a veteran he served the country. Yeah, he did something, and, that's, and and therefore, that's why not one. provide that help? Unlike someone that hasn't really done much, and they're just out there, and because they're just settled, then it's kind of you know hard to kind of. But then then the, the, I go back to that point. Imagine these are we're getting stigmatized with just these individuals that honorably served and they did what they had to do. Now, imagine, and, now and they have backing, they have help, they have yeah. someone vouching for them, saying, "Hey, and a they social came worker to, they came to a reputable place." And now we're trying to bring this person uh, or help them back yeah. into the society and to help them get back in their feet. And this, and this is, I heard this several times. I'm like, whoa, it's all like, are, and, and I always heard it because, of course, I'm as as like as a as a, man, a mental practitioner. I'm I'm not gonna tell them that like, are they good or are they are they stable or not? Like, well, my job was to kind of create that contact and be like, and because a lot of times I got asked, I'm all like, are they mentally stable? I'm all like, go, well, you know, we're. we're well, I actually we we are working with this individual. We he does have services. He has wraparound services. 
We and even then they still told me no. Now imagine the barriers for people that that have not served. Let's talk about those individuals in Los Angeles that you know that are trying to get back at that. They're trying to get their back on their feet. They're trying to get into like some form of stable housing, and all of a sudden you have all these individuals already. So there's already a there's already a barrier already placed before we even get them into housing. You know, and let's say we do have all these other support system. They're already. I get. I understand the the. I understand the money side of it by all means. But at the same time, I also understand the humanity side of this. Like, yeah, we put another barrier. Yeah, we add because, another one. Because it's hard. <clears throat> it's it's hard to kind of break that barrier and for everyone really, you know. I mean, even myself, just driving all over LA, you find a homeless person asking for money. And then you find someone else trying to make a living, even just selling flowers or selling what they can or playing the guitar just for money. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to kind of get your mind out of that to say, well, I want to help that person. You know, poor thing, you know, doesn't have a job, doesn't have food, doesn't have that. But then I see someone who's making the effort, you know, trying to sell, do something to provide for their family. It's kind of hard to kind of just gasp on that and and help or... Yeah, but the thing that everybody has to remind themselves is there there's different levels of effort like someone's effort could just be like waking up and hopefully they don't take a drink right Mm -hmm. and then hopefully they could just not not blow up in anger and sort of be stable that one day so they could do it again the following day you know so of course i mean we don't want to get too deep but there, there are levels of uh, you trying to do your part to better yourself. And then that's, that's something that most people, obviously, they can't see because it's something that's internal within that person is trying to get better. So it's, but we and then the person on the outside values it as like, no, no, I, w- I want to see physical work. I want to see you do something, mm-hmm. you know, and that's yeah. it, it's hard. It, it's really hard to put yourself in that person's shoes. No matter what struggle you're going through to get back up on your feet. True. Having an organization like yours yeah. and trying to help people. Yeah. And then people still saying that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a big, that's what it says. I'm like, now, I know there's other ones and there's a bunch of other things that we could like, go down. I, like I said, I don't want to go down too deep into this rabbit hole because we could find a lot of if, ands, and what's so, like about, like, you know, what's this going on? What's that situation? Well, you, have you tried this? Have you tried that? I'm all like, Again, at the end of the day, though, like before I even walk into that room, I'm, there's already a barrier with my name on it. The, the fact that I'm saying I'm a, I'm a housing coordinator or I'm a housing stability person or whatever, housing something. A lot of the like I've gone to a lot of these landlord meetings and they're like they're they could already see that before they even ask like before I even start talking to them. So like, so what kind of what kind of leads do you have and what kind of stability do, are they available? So I'm already like I have to pass three different barriers before I could actually have a, a true conversation. Like, are you willing to rent like a, one of your places out to one of my, one of my clients, you know? And, and even then though, like I have to like, and again, this is where, this is the, I think this is the biggest thing where a lot of um, social services are having to deal with. This is a constant thing. And same with the VA. The VA is a big one. We're just talking about housing. Now imagine, yes, that's step number one. Imagine trying to get a person a job. Yeah. 
Imagine you being that person that's trying to help them get, get a job. Sober up, yeah. or like, let's say they are, like, they are, like, let's say they're addicted. I'm not saying that all homeless people are addicted. No, I'm just saying, let's just say that that one or two that are, like, finding services for them to maintain that too, and to, and then, and then a lot of times with mental health is one of those things that you can't force it on them. They, they, a lot of people have to want to be able to change. And a lot of times, at the same time, not only that, but also trying to understand what traumas are they facing that, or they're running away from, or what. Like you know, there's a lot of different avenues of approach here. That's the only reason I'm very careful about going down this rabbit hole, because there's so many avenues of approach, you know. And again, everyone says, "Oh, it's it's uh, mental health. Oh, it's housing instability." Well, it's a lot of combination of many. Well, things. it takes a lot of effort just to help one person. Correct. Just yeah. one person is a lot of energy, and it takes a team just for one person. Mm-hmm. Let alone now, imagine multiply that into hundred thousand. Yeah. Now, yeah, exactly. And We're, then not not all of them have the same issues, mm-hmm. you know. And they're, then, they're in that point in their life for different types of uh, issues or reasons. Yeah, now. because not, not, because we we have the category of. Uh, in um, single parents now, like you know, not like putting people in shelters. Let's say, like you know, there's there's not enough shelters for maybe families, you know. And then if and then let's say there's a male single parent that's homeless, then they and have that, to. That's they have something to, that's that's we whole, haven't talked about. That's a whole males and females, people with families, and then the thick, and then we have the LGBT community. We have the veterans. We have like you know so many so many different layers and subcultures within the homeless population that we always forget that there's so many different other like layers be, behind it and being able to address that uh individually like like you said each case is complex you know you don't know what they're coming from what they're running away from what or what they're running towards you know so that's the only reason I'm I'm very like you know that's not very careful about saying you know I'm, Oh, it's only mental health. No, there's a lot more layers. Oh, yeah. And so, anyways, that, I kind of want to leave that with that, you know, at least with... It's like, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, you know, there's different ways you can reach out. Obviously, I mean, if you live here in Los Angeles, you can you just easily probably Google um, homeless shelters or homeless uh, volunteering, mm-hmm. and you'll probably get like 10 hits. Um, but we could redirect you to one site. Uh, if you can, you could go ahead and Google LA Curbed, or we'll probably have it in our show notes. But if you do go to LA Curb, they do have an article. It's called uh, Seven Ways You Could Help the Homeless in Los Angeles. And it'll give you a small breakdown of everything that we talked about here. And it does give you seven ways that you could help. Not all of it's going to be volunteering. Um, a lot of it, if you do own property, it, it will show you how to help people that are displaced uh like i said we'll try to have that link in our show notes too uh, what, what are the sites that you, well, what's the site that you went to to look up these the uh, stats, stats? Uh, yeah. my, my stats were from uh, the national alliance to end homelessness and also a lot i uh, use also the la times because they always have a lot of public like they always have like their own website and sites for statistics okay and then for yourself do you uh, you know you work with homeless veterans mm-hmm. is there any way how can people reach out and help um, a lot of times it's more just uh, a lot of times donating like you know like when you if you ever step foot on a VA ground a lot of people are, are from what I'm hearing from a lot of like veteran homelessness is more just like 
they're asking for water, um, blankets, especially now that it's getting colder. Like just and where where can they go though? Like, oh, is okay. there like oh a, yeah, like I, I guess uh, any any like you know any VA like the the West LA like most of the time the if you go into the the medical side and everything they they, they usually have someone to direct you or where to volunteers as well because they'll have like every VA has a special office for volunteers. So. Okay. There you go. And Vero? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> any any way people could help uh, that you know of? If not, that's fine. Honestly, the, the, the way I help is just whenever I see someone out there and if I do have water, give them some water, food. Be nice, actually. Yeah, that's that's I mean, one, of the, be one of the main things. Mean, you don't have to give them money. I, nice. I personally don't like giving them money. I'd rather yeah. give them, you know, food or water. Yeah. Or get them, you know, go out of my way and actually go buy them a meal and come back. That's one thing I, I do a lot. But that's just a start. I mean, you got to start somewhere. And well, with that also, I would say just ask too. Because a lot of times it might just be like, well, I just need water. Yeah. So. Also, yeah. Treat them like a normal person. Yeah. And just go up to them and just shove something in their face. Correct, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to a random person in, yeah. the, in the subway. Sometimes you know? they're like, you know, just ask them like, you know. What, I'm like, are you hungry? No, yes, yeah. I'll be back. I'm not even that. I don't even go as far as that. I really like... What are your needs? You know, what are your needs for today? You know, yeah. what, like what? I don't ask that anymore because I used to be like, oh, you know, what would you like today? Or, oh, I just want drugs. I just want money. Well, I'm no, like, uh, well, but but, see, but the, yeah, but then you, can, you, can, you can be like, see, at the, at sir, I can't provide like, this. Sir, that's sir, here's the point I have that. a plate of food. Would you no. like it or not? No, that's the thing. Though, like one of those <laughs> things is like when this type come up, then just but remember, we understand that. Also, the the concern with safety and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times it's just being asking, just kind of like politely, like if, you know, just be like, eh, "Are you okay?" And most of the time, be like, "Oh, no, yes." And that's also not to say there's not a lot of angry, pissed off, homeless people as there well. Is. So you you have to you you got to use your intuition and Even know who to ask. Water. I I offered water to a homeless lady outside Seven Eleven, and she threw my water away. Well, that's all I wanted to say. You know, some people are just ungrateful. <laughs> there's nothing you could do about yeah, that. Yeah, and then again, like if this if it's a drug addiction, again, it's not their priority right now is just trying to cope with whatever they're dealing with yeah. at the time. You know? Yeah, just a simple way. Offer something. Yeah. Well, uh again, I think our site will be up. I th- well, let me correct our past podcast. I think I said it was survivingla.com. I don't think that's going to be it because I'm pretty sure somebody already took that name. Uh, look for us at survivingla.pod.com. You can find all our social media on there, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, not Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so just Google, keep the, the, the big threes. Yeah, the big threes. And also uh, Apple Podcasts, if you can, subscribe, rate. Um, we may have an email up um, if you follow one of our social medias, it will probably be live, and you could, you guys could just email us, uh, or, or even questions that you might have. Questions, different ways questions, you help out the homeless. Anything. Yeah, anything that you would like. And with that being said, um, yeah, that's it. Thank uh, you all. Thank another you one everyone. in the can. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Have a good night. You guys take care. <laughs> good night. Wait, good night. Like, you know, <laughs> all right, good night. Bye.